Admired for their strength and size, our fascination with these bears was endless until we actually ended them. Get ready, get ready for some mild gore and extreme talent with our star apex predator this week, the California grizzly bear. Love it. Get dangling the carrot with some gore. I put that in there for you. Thank you. Did you ever feel so bad inside? Welcome to Extinction Event, Jack. Hello. Happy to be here. Uh, as always. This is a big episode. It what Really? Why? This is for Connor. Oh, yes. It is a big episode. Yeah. He's requested numerous times. All you got to do is request numerous times and we'll do whatever you want. This is, you know, we're, we're here to be pliably molded like a piece of clay into whatever you want to listen to. A very impressionable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Melissa will do anything if you ask her three times. I will say that he was not wrong. It's interesting. It's a good one. And I shouldn't have just ignored it for this long. When Connor shoots, he doesn't miss. <laughs> no. But, and also it's another bear episode. You noticed in my intro, I was saying our star apex predator this week oh because we have a running bit about like bears being actors mm-hmm. uh, that's what that was. historical bit because it's historically accurate right yeah it's a bear i'm just prepare yourself we might there might be some song and dance coming up i can't wait <laughs> you have anything you need to get off your chest or they're ambushing me <laughs> I'm just wondering. It's a uh, do do you know something I don't? <laughs> no. Did you catch me in some Um I don't. I just don't have any sabotage me? <laughs> or did you blackmail me some trick and you're about no, to expose us? It came off weird. I just normally I have something I need to say. I feel like I've been cornered and like, don't you have something you'd like to share? I don't have anything. To say I um, thought you might, if not, I'll just get right into the bear. No, I got nothing. I want to get right into this bear. I got a lot to say about it. So let's let's start. All right. The California grizzly bear. It's the bear featured on the flag of California. That's just a fact about it. Just starting off with some fun facts. Right. Um, because then I... <laughs> you, you may recognize me from the California state flag. Right. Wait, thoughts on the state flag? Personally, I think it's great. The I red do at too. the bottom, the bear, the star, all of it works. Yeah. And after this episode, you're going to like it even more. Huh. There's some juicy little things about it that you might not know. And growing up in San Diego, I was always like, why is there a bear? When you mm-hmm. think California, maybe because, you know, I was born in the 80s and grew up in the 90s, that version of California is very much, you know, Ninja Turtle, Gung Ho Surfer Bros. Right. And you're like, couldn't that represent that a little bit more? Right. <laughs> Something that's trademarked. Yeah. Uh. Something with a bit more neon, something a bit more extreme. 
Oh. Perhaps the <laughs> nacho flavoring. It does make a good sticker. The bear? The the flag. Yeah. And a good flag too. Right. So you could stick it on your skateboard or Yeah. I mean I'm not that stoked about it. <laughs> okay. Maybe if you put like some sunglasses on the bear. Hey. Some cool ones. <laughs> and put him put him on a skateboard. Yeah. I don't come on. Okay, enough. So I, that's interesting, but I didn't really know the difference between a grizzly bear, brown bear, black bear in California, right? Like what how does a grizzly bear differ from a brown bear? Well, I think once a brown bear becomes old enough <laughs> and eats enough honey, he gets grizzled. Grizzled. And, and what becomes is a grizzly bear? What does the word grizzled mean to you? Uh, usually you have to be like a veteran in a war. Okay. And um don't shower much. And like if you scrape your knuckles yeah. on stuff and you don't really use any like skin hydration cream. Well, I don't know where I'm going well, with okay. this. I'm just sort of stream <laughs> of consciousness. How do you define grizzled? I don't know. I, to me, it was always in context to the bear. But the, what you're describing may be one of the reasons it's called a grizzly bear because there's a couple origins. One is the word grizzled which is, I think, what you're referring to. And that's a way to describe what their fur looks like. So that's got those gray tips to it. Mm -hmm. It gives it that hue that's a little grizzled and different than a brown bear. Okay. It's more gray, older, as a war vet might look. Oh, okay. So kind of like salt and pepper, Uh older gentleman. Mm -hmm. Got it. But also the word grizzly, G-R-I-S-L-Y, that means fear inspiring. Mm. So it could be that too. Or maybe it's a mixture of both. But back to- What about like gristle? Gristle. Like like, uh, you're frying up some bacon and there's gristle. That's just extra fat? I think it's like, yeah, the extra fats. Yeah. Can you look it up? I I didn't see that. You want me to look up what gristle means? Yeah. Because I'm sure somebody out there has been calling it a gristle bear or gristly bear gristle. by mistake. Okay. And we should, you know, let them know. Right. It's kind of like pointing out when someone has something on their face. I did know? that at Thanksgiving and I was really proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always the person who's going to mention it. You kind of seem like the right person to do that. <laughs> It's such a stupid thing. Like I we're know. all. Just I remember one time I like didn't do that, and, and then they realized like a long time later, and they were like, "Why didn't you tell? Why me? didn't you say anything?" And I was like, "It's awkward." It's not. You... And then it just it's awkward later. It's just you right. know. Let's make it not awkward. I think the key is how you deliver it. You have to be. You nobody. Can give me see yours. Give doing. me yours. I'm talking. I'm doing this whole podcast. I have something on my face. How are you going to deliver in the news? I'm being theatrical with the movements of my hand and my face. Oh, so you're getting a lot of attention to your face so everybody can now look at me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I'm just saying, instead of being like, excuse me, you have something on your chin, 
I'll normally do a. I want you to cue. role play it out right now. Okay. So here I am. So yeah, and then I was down in you know Seattle. Never you got a little. Uh, huh? <laughs> I'm making a movement on my chin with my finger. I'm going. You got a little. Uh, Melissa, are you okay? <laughs> you got a little something on your chin. I, oh, I've got. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I feel a little self conscious now. Everybody's looking at me. You made such a big scene. <laughs> Gosh. Here, let me try it. You're talking. You're having conversation. I was going to tell you what Gristle, how the one you're talking about spells. Hey, hey Melissa, you got a little something right here. Right here? Yeah. Uh, get it? Uh-huh. Uh, thanks. So Gristle, <laughs> the way you're referring to it is G-R-I-S-T-L-E, the spelling. So there's no such thing as a grisly bear. Grisly bear. California grisly bear. And uh, the definition is cartilage, especially when found as tough and edible tissue in meat okay the gristle good good to know but back to what's the difference between a grizzly bear and um and a brown bear there isn't a difference really no uh we thought they were different for a while some of us did not everyone for instance lewis and clark always thought they were the same they just had different color coats we just like to call bears that live in north america grizzly bears Okay. Um, the ones at least with that coloring. So yeah, they're no different. I thought that was kind of cool. Good to know. Back in the day, we used to call them white bears instead well, of grizzly bears. Any sense. It doesn't until you. This is before people knew what a polar bear was. Right. And that's why we don't call them that anymore because mm. they deserve that white bear title. But it was the color that gray tipped. It made them whiter in contrast to. A darker bear okay so yeah they were originally thought to be their own species and there was like a great deal of incorrect classifications for them but more recent dna evidence has shown that they are just brown bears the only separate species is one that lives up in alaska that's called the abc island bear hmm. which is named after a group of islands up there and it's Sesame Street in this group <laughs> of islands. Cool. ABC Island Bear. Admiralty, Baranoff, and Chicago Islands. Chicago. Chicago. I don't know. Okay. Uh, those ones are a mix between brown bears and polar bears. Wow. Yeah. They have DNA from both. And that's the only different brown bear you'll get. We do have black bears. Those are... In California uh-huh. or North America. In California. Okay. I'm, I'm just talking about California today. Yeah, uh, yeah. There are other places as well. So, quick question. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you're going to get into this, but are there just regular brown bears in California that aren't grizzlies? No. Just black bears. Or just black bears. Okay. Interesting. They're big. Uh, records of people who encountered them in the 1800s commonly cite them as being over a thousand pounds, which is probably quite inaccurate. <laughs> well, what's the Leo DiCaprio movie? Yeah. What's that one called? The Revenant. Yeah. That bear looked like it was a thousand pounds. We're going to talk about that bear. Okay. Yeah. One famous sighting claimed to have seen one that was 2,200 pounds. A couple people say they saw this bear. However, not everyone agrees on that exact size. If it was that big, it would have been one of the biggest bears 
ever to existed on the planet. There surely has been bears that big, though. Yeah, Not oh, saying yeah. like a bunch of them, but just the way that there are people who like, you know, like just randomly will be like seven foot eight and weigh 600 pounds. There's got to be a bear version of that. Rogue, just massive. Yeah, definitely. But I don't, these eyewitness accounts, I wonder sometimes. Yeah. And one of the main eyewitnesses was a six year old. Hmm. You know? Hmm. But this is like 1800 six mm-hmm. year old? Yeah. So he's already like middle age. Middle age, but not educated. Can they really tell you what eh, 2000 kind of like, like, you know? Outdoors educated. <laughs> you could probably be like skin a bear. I don't know. I'm going back and forth. Um, yeah, six year old. I don't want a six year old guessing my weight. Enough. <laughs> right. If if accuracy is important, <laughs> they could say something quite ridiculous. Yes. They could think you weighed two hundred two thousand pounds. Yes. Exactly. stories about grizzly encounters are commonly exaggerated and uh one of the reasons beyond just being a six-year-old would be that it was a mark of masculinity if you will bragging rights if you hunted one or took one down they're big scary creatures you're likely to up that number for story's sake well yeah i mean think about davy crockett in that song, he killed him a bear bar when he was only three. That was a notable accomplishment that was worthy of song. Was what, How big was the bear? They didn't say in the song. No, Davey, okay. Davy Crockett. Talking about like a two-pound cub or 2,000? Killed him a bar when he was only three. That's in the song. Oh. Speaking of three, there were claims even to have seen a 3,000-pound bear. No. Yeah. That's too much. I think it's too much. Also, the, might have been two bears stacked on each other. Right. That's this. I think the same one was twelve feet tall. Mm. So that's to me two bears stacked. On okay. Top of each other. We've seen these little <laughs> bear totem pole things yeah. up in the mountain towns. You go skiing. <laughs> yeah. Someone had a chainsaw. Yeah. Took a. I've seen them. <laughs> took a tree and made a little bear totem pole where yeah. all the bears are sitting on top of each other. <laughs> that's- Okay. That's what you saw. That's not a 3,000 pound, 12 foot tall bear. Wood is heavy. It's just a little folksy folks art <laughs> okay. for you know, all the tourists coming up to go skiing. In reality, your average bear was probably closer to 500 pounds with larger males reaching about 700. Hmm. Still pretty big. Yeah, it's huge. But not 3,000 pounds. Their claws were pretty gnarly. One account recorded them as being two inches wide by three and a half inches long. Um, That's too long. I guess. I'm going to say, yeah, if I saw that on a bear paw coming at me, Mm -hmm. that's terrifying. But when you see it like at a museum, you're like, yeah, I think that's long. Because you're comparing it with other claws of like, t-rex or something and you're like wow that's big yeah yeah what did they eat well from past episodes we kind of know they were omnivores mostly eating plants and berries 
roots. But they will also eat things like fish, deer, and even beached whales. These particular bears weren't climbers. They were swimmers. That made it hard to escape from them if you were trying to escape mm-hmm. via river. You know, you can't just run in. They're going to yeah. run right in and start swimming. They would have been formidable opponents to humans. Before Lewis and Clark mounted their expedition, they heard stories about the grizzlies from the Mandan Indians. I have a quote um, about the mysterious monster. The Indians told them how they were hunted, the grizzlies, in parties of eight or ten men, and that the warriors wore paint as they would when going to war against their enemies. Lewis and Clark didn't really believe those stories, but were later proven wrong when they noted that even armed with a rifle, it would take many shots to bring down a grizzly and shooting it would just enrage the bear and it would continue to go after the target. Yeah, it seems like a serious boss that you got to fight. Well, it's not the final level, but it's like, yeah, the boss castle at the end of yeah a level, any level. What would be a harder animal to fight in North America? I'd say a big cat pretty hard, but I don't know. You could shoot a big cat and it likely would stop before the grizzly would. Yeah. They don't have that like berserker rage mm-hmm. that a bear does. Right. <laughs> berserker. Uh, a moose might be pretty tough to fight. If you had the choice, you're being pitted against an animal. Would it be a gorilla? No. Or a grizzly? Which Which one would you rather go after you? Knowing that you're not going to win. Well, you're asking me which animal do I want to have kill me. Yeah. I'm going to say grizzly because I think grizzly is going to kind of just end me very quickly. Whereas the gorilla is going to like do, he's going to rip off my arms. He's going to bite me. Play with you. Yeah. I'm just going to be a little toy. You could be there for a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're right. Where I think the bear is just going to like crush my head or something. Or I just put my head into his mouth. I want you to know for this episode that I dabbled my toes into a little bit of blood and gore (gasps) just for you because you said last episode that that's what the listeners want. I I was guessing. So (laughs) I'm getting nervous even thinking about it because it was a a pretty big deal for me. But we're not there yet. Let me get back to the story. So before the Spanish settle California, we, I know I read somewhere that like 10,000 California grizzly bears inhabited what would become a California, but I also read somewhere that it was like 100,000. I don't know. There's a lot of grizzlies. There was a lot of grizzlies. Starting around the 1600s, the Spanish set their sights all up and down the west coast of the Americas. But for our story today, we're just focusing on California. By the second half of the 1700s, they will have established themselves there. Spaniards wrote down some stuff about grizzlies. They also name many things after the bear using the Spanish word for bear, which is oso. Mm. For example, Los Osos, Mm. that's a town in Southern California that 
that means the bears. And when they first traveled there in the 1700s, they found a ton of bears there. Uh, you know. It was yeah. Like, and they're like, we should call this place the bears. The bears. On account of all the bears. Right. As the human population begins to grow, so does their livestock population. In this case, it's cattle. No surprise, we've heard this many, many times. The bears start going after the cattle because they're easy targets. And the ranchers retaliate. Not only do they start putting out poisoned bait balls... Those are animal entrails that are laced with strychnine. Mm. But the bears were actively hunted as well. So nothing new there. It's a pretty common story for us. Either the ranchers or hired grizzly hunters would go after them. These particular ranchers, though, were called vaqueros. Vaqueros? Vaqueros. Yeah. Do you know what that means? Yeah, it's like a Spanish cowboy. Spanish cowboy, basically. Yeah. yeah. It's a rancher that's mounted on a horse and uses a lasso, mm-hmm. the precursor to the American cowboy. Vaqueros would rope the grizzlies and either kill them or capture them and use them to fight other animals for entertainment. That's badass. <laughs> Is it? Well, to rope a grizzly? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. badass. That's on a horse. And then use it for entertainment? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that checks all the boxes of being a badass. Being a dude. Yeah. Yeah. Bear fights were a popular activity back then. So you're not just roping them and keeping them as a pet. You are using them in fights, probably. Uh, and this is something that's popular all over the world. It's not mm-hmm. just here. It's, it's not just for the vaqueros in California. There was a lot of bear fighting. Yeah, they invented there. Came over from Europe, right? And whatnot, and probably didn't even need to come over. I don't know. Maybe Native Americans did the same thing. We all I don't just. Know. It's just a natural and, progression of humans. We're like, hey. Can we fight these animals against each other? That'd be cool. Right. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> Not cool. So the bears in this case were usually starved and then goaded, which I... Goaded. Goaded. G-O-A-D-E-D. Yeah. That just means they were threatened yeah. with knives. Mm-hmm. That's also not new. This is to make them angry. Uh, it's also called bear baiting. We've yeah. heard about this. Yep. There's another episode about this. Then they'd be set loose to fight against a variety of animals, including donkeys, cougars, cows, and Spanish bulls. But the Spanish bulls had their horns sawed off to make it a fair fight. The bull would win with their horns? Uh, I guess. Yeah, they're quite lethal, the Spanish bulls. Okay. I wouldn't expect that, but I guess that makes sense. The bulls are like basically pure muscle. Mm-hmm. With two pitchforks on the, mm-hmm. two but you think spears. like a grizzly bear could hold its own? But I guess not. A bull, I'm guessing, weighs more than a grizzly. So yeah, you've got that muscly body coming at you with those two horns, just ready to impale. Would you rather fight a bull or a gorilla? A bull or a gorilla? Yeah. Ah, oh, 
That's a tough one. So you're just going to get stabbed to death bull. by the bull. Yeah. But you know why? Hmm. Because you would at least try and grab onto its horn, jump onto its back, <laughs> and tame it. <laughs> and you'd have that moment. You'd have a moment of like, <laughs> yes, I can do this uh, before you get you, flung off. You, Swing around on his back and whisper sweet nothings in his ears. <laughs> I am your friend. <laughs> yes. I do not wish harm to you. Let me go, brother. Brother Bull. <laughs> Whereas with the gorilla, I could attempt that same strategy, but the gorilla's playing the long game. That'll just rip your throat out. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, the gorilla might let me think yeah. I was taming him uh-huh. until a moment where I just wasn't expecting it and then... Ripped your arms off. <laughs> rips I bet I've talked about monkeys ripping people's arms off about not j- exaggerating 17 times on this podcast. <laughs> I know. Why is it such a common theme? I don't know. We it's talk about fascinating. It. It comes up. They're brutal. Ah, oh, gosh. All right. For these um, bear fights, betting and gambling was usually involved. So quite the time to be a male in uh, what will eventually be America. Is it really so different from the NFL? (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. But this will just be the beginning of how California colonists use grizzly bears. If we move forward in time to the 1800s, we see a continued fascination with the bears as performers and fighters, and they will continue to be killed by ranchers. Plus, there's also going to be bounties in place to encourage all this. So they've really like ingrained themselves in the economy. In a way. Cubs were commonly stolen to be trained for shows. They could be trained to play instruments, dance, and wrestle. Have you heard of Grizzly Adams? Yes. Do you remember anything? He had a beard. He had a beard. Uh-huh. Was it grizzled? His beard? I don't know. Uh. Is that all you know about him? Is he had a beard? Yeah. Well, okay. He was a famous grizzly trapper who specialized in training the bears he caught. He had a group of bears that he traveled with. Hmm. Their names were Lady Washington Fremont, Ben Franklin, and Samson. He's traveling around with them somewhere in the mid-1800s. Also, in 1855, Grizzly Adams is attacked by a bear. I'm shocked. Shocker. Pretty gruesome attack. I'm not going to get into the details. Mm -hmm. But But his arms didn't get ripped off. No, his arms didn't get ripped off. He survives the attack, but eventually his injuries force him to end the show. A note about his bears and other animals that he kept. For a time, he was showcasing them in a basement in San Francisco. Okay, creepy. Right. I just thought that was interesting because we did Exeter Exchange, the second Second floor. floor. Nobody can get that first floor primo (laughs) real estate. (laughs) Uh, they are also hunted by fur traders, but they weren't an easy kill. In fact, grizzlies will kill many fur traders 
How many over the years? It's hard to say, but at the very least, we know six because there's an account, like they talk about these six, but it's probably a lot more, right? Yeah, I, I would assume there'd be more. You're out there in the bears' territory all the time trying to get the bears. See, kind of ups your chances of getting eaten by a bear. Yeah. I know that a grizzly fur likely brought in a pretty penny, but if I'm a fur trader back then, I'm probably sticking to mink. Hmm. Or you're still gonna run into grizzlies. Yeah. They they're not like coming around like, wait a minute, what kind of fur you're going after? Mink. All right, have a nice day. <laughs> in that case, I grab onto its three and a half inch. Oh, <laughs> claw and i go onto its back <laughs> and i tame it no i do not what are you supposed to calm do? yourself bear calm yourself feel my energies i do not wish to harm you how many bear episodes have we done and i'm still not clear on what you're supposed to do in a bear attack is it just you're supposed there? to make yourself big i don't think that's true it, maybe it is you play dead Make yourself look really like a really big dead thing. <laughs> they eat beached whales. Damn. <laughs> okay. The two most famous fur traders to survive a grizzly attack were Hugh Glass and Jedediah Smith. Huge ass. <laughs> You want to check your sources on that? Is it Bart Simpson? I'm stuffy. And I meant to say Hugh Glass. <laughs> so it's not that much better. Uh, Hugh Glass? That, <laughs> that's who Leonardo DiCaprio and The Revenant was based off of. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, based off a true story. I don't remember anything from I'm, the movie other than the bear attack. That sucks because I was hoping you would. I didn't have time to watch the movie before the he- episode. Okay. And I didn't get really into well, detail. I could, it's probably going to jog my memory when you talk about it. Okay. So he was attacked by a grizzly. And he was on a big ship, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're crossing the Atlantic. I remember. No, it was not the Titanic. He was with some other fur trappers. They were in a group together. and Were some of them French? Ah, I seem to remember a language thing there. Yeah, I I don't know. So he gets attacked. And after seeing the damage caused by the bear, Q's traveling companions are like, nope. There's nothing we can do. He's dead. Let's get out of there. I think they might have robbed him as well. I don't remember. But they just leave him for dead. They don't even give him a mercy shot. And the rest of that movie is him surviving that bear attack. And I think he gets help from Native Indians. Yeah. Native Americans. Native Americans. And I, I don't know what ends up happening. I but I really don't remember. That sounds about right. But yeah. but he survives. 
after being left for Spoiler dead. Spoiler alert, yes. <laughs> Jedediah Smith. He's the other one. I know a little bit more about that attack. In this one, the grizzly puts Jedediah's head into his mouth mm. and is yanking him back and forth. And he's also, I think there's fur trappers in that group. They go as a group. He's yanking him back and forth. His ears is ripped off. And his skull is exposed. Yeah. But I don't, I think there was something on. Do you need to stop or you're going to puke I, right now <laughs> with all this violence? I told you it was gross. Yeah. It's really very graphic. Uh and I didn't even read the details. Something was on his body that prevented the bear from doing even more damage and like crushing his head. I don't know if he had like Probably a like necklace. Or axe something. deodorant spray. <laughs> also works as a bear repellent. Bear rep- <laughs> and for whatever reason, he didn't crush the skull. And he is, the bear is shot by somebody else in the hunting party. And I guess that gives, he releases him from his mouth and I think they keep shooting it and they kill it or it runs away. I don't remember. But uh, so Jedediah is just laying there torn apart. Like, you can see bones. The ear is gone. I mean, his teeth were just sawing at his head. And no one knows what to do. And nobody wants to even approach this guy because that is... To smithereens. You don't... Yeah, you don't... Your, your brain can't really... It's more like Shreddediah. Shreddediah Smith. Jedediah is such... Jed's dead, baby. (laughs) He's such a mountain man. He's Mm. so... I don't know. Resolute in surviving. Right. That he he has to give them instructions on what to do. Would you mind finding my ear? (laughs) He does. He has to give them step-by-step instruction because they're in shock. Yeah. And I, he's obviously in shock too, but he, he's of mind. Yeah. Even though his... It, Brain's exposed. exposed. Yeah. He tells them how to sew him back up and how to dress the wounds, and he survives. Badass. I mean, he probably looks insane after that. It's better than not looking insane <laughs> and just being dead. Okay, gosh, we have so much more to go. So those were two of the survivors. I'm sure others survived, but those were the ones that made it down through tales. And who knows how other... other... We're still speaking of them today. Right. Those are remarkable tales of survival. Yeah. Yeah. Also, wolves, right? I'm always getting upset that a handful of wolves throughout history have hurt humans, right? And they're usually sick with rabies and the second that happens we're like let's kill every wolf on the planet Mm -hmm. but with the grizzly we allow it to kind of attack us they're harder to kill but i think it's also that it feeds into the bear fighting rings and these trade there's trappers who are trying to get these really hard Maybe if wolves were better actors and performers, (laughs) they wouldn't get scapegoated as much. It makes you feel like more of a man, maybe, too. We talked about it with the Barbary lion as well. Fighting one of these creatures to its death Mm -hmm. is different than 
just saying we need to kill a wolf. It's like it feeds into some part of, for the most part, male dominance biology there where we need to let them live so we can kill them. Oh, okay. Whereas the wolves, is, we just want them gone. Or maybe there's a more of a healthy respect, whereas wolves are seen more of a nuisance. Yeah. Obviously, the grizzlies are also considered a nuisance. That's why the ranchers are killing them. But yes, they have many different roles to play as stars <laughs> in the animal kingdom. By the mid-1800s, the California grizzly bear population will be in decline, but they're still out there. They're still hanging on. What will start accelerating their extinction will be the California gold rush. Gold is discovered in California in 1848. And after that, you get a big population boost to the area, which is not going to be good for the grizzlies. It's not like the new settlers are doing anything new with the grizzlies. They're still hunting them for the bounties, for fur trading, for bragging rights, for entertainment, and for the fights. There's just more people doing it now. All that stuff just ramps up because there's like a huge influx of people. Yeah. So more fights, more everything. Mm -hmm. Okay. All these new gold rushers start chipping away at the grizzly population. And by the latter part of the 1800s, bear encounters and sightings are becoming rare. Enter William Randolph Hearst. Hearst. Did you see him coming into this story? No. I know. He seems to have his fingers and everything back then. <laughs> yes. He, Hearst is the famous newspaper mogul back in the day. Mm -hmm. uh, he gets into an argument with one of his reporters over whether there were any California grizzlies left at that point in time. The argument ends with Hearst writing a blank check and the journalist named Alan Kelly setting out to capture one alive. Wow. <laughs> I like this. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's so he puts the Alan Kelly puts together a team and he spends five months searching in the hills near Ventura County, uh, which is about an hour and a half north of Los Angeles. Yeah. And um, they finally find one in the Ojai Valley. Wow. Yes. How I didn't know that until now, I don't know. I have a... Roots in Ojai. I do. I have a family in Ojai. I go there quite often. It's an... I've never heard about this bear before. The last of the grizzlies, huh? Well... One of the last, maybe. Um, We'll see. So they they capture this one in Ojai Valley. And how did they get it? They had this bear cage and they lured the bear in with honey and mutton. Mm. <laughs> Dangerous combo. Uh, it's But it works. And they get him in there. Honey mutt Cheerios. <laughs> <laughs> honey mutt Cheerios. Ah. <laughs> uh, so they get him into the cage, and I don't know why they don't just transport him to Hearst Castle, the estate, because um, the, he did have a zoo, like a small menagerie there. Yeah, yeah. And that would have been a, probably a good place for it. 
but instead the bear is taken beyond his estate up to San Francisco. When the, and I haven't even, they, they name it. I don't know when they name it. This bear's name is Monarch. All right. Okay. When Monarch arrives at the train station, 20,000 people are waiting to see him. That's a big crowd. It's quite the crowd. I didn't double check that stat because it also when he eventually gets to where he's going to go, 20,000 people came to visit him there. Could have been the same 20,000. Exactly. It's not a lot to do that day. <laughs> um, so now he's in San Francisco and Hearst wanted to offer Monarch to the zoo at the Golden Gate Park as a present, but they refuse. He was instead given to Woodward's Gardens in San Francisco. And he, like I said, a lot of people there on the first day. He becomes an instant star. I think it's also the only animal at this gardens. It was like they're just a startup zoo. Okay. So again, our fascination with turning bears into performers as entertainment continues. Yeah, yeah. Monarch lived for 16 years at that first zoo. Then later moves to one at Golden Gate Park. The entire time he is kept in a cage and later in what they call a bear pit. There are lots of pictures of him in the bear pit and at, at his other zoo. And it is so depressing. It sounds pretty awful. Yeah. <laughs> it is a cement prison. Ugh. Like they put a, more effort into zoos now. I'd say before the 1990s, a zoo was just all cement, right? Like, It's just like a cage. Like The only goal of this is to make sure the animal does not get out. Doesn't get out, right. We're not going to put an actual rock in there. We're going to construct a rock out of the cement. And I would argue against before the 1990s. Knowing that the Wild Animal Park in San Diego came into existence in 1972. With they, a goal of more... Yeah. You know, well, a bigger habitat, more lifelike. They might have been at the front end of that. I know they were working on it before then, but I have a book that shows images of zoos in the 90s where it's still pretty bleak. Yeah. It's yeah, it's just a prison. It's cement and bars. Um but people love to come see him. He was a favorite among school children. Uh, and an interesting side note about Monarch, for a grizzly bear, he was unusually dark, nearly black from what I read, so wasn't even very grizzled. Are they sure it was a grizzly bear? <laughs> I... Maybe this guy who got a blank check kind of felt pressured into, you know, producing something. Gosh. I think it was a real grizzly, but... Okay. Uh, Monarch also had two cubs while in captivity. How? I don't think they would have been... They must have been crossbred. Okay. I, I don't know, but he had two cubs somehow, some way. Uh, so he, he will live in captivity for 22 years. He's euthanized in 1911. He lives on in taxidermy form in an overstuffed model. I'm not sure if it's still on display, but you can also look that picture up. Hmm. In San Francisco? I believe so. Hmm. I'm not doing this bear 
or this story justice at all. There's a whole book about it. It's called Bear in Mind, the California Grizzly. If you want to read more about it, that's a good place to start. And I probably will read that book at some point. I didn't have time. Mm-hmm. But you've got William Randolph Hearst, zoos in San Francisco, bears. 20,000 people. Yeah. Bear sounds, pits. I'm going to put it on my wish list. Okay. Monarch will be the last wild California grizzly bear ever captured. So you were right. All yes. right. He's not the last bear, though. After that, there will be bears. They just won't be taken alive. They'll be shot dead. Mm. They captured Monarch in 1889. The last record of a grizzly that was hunted was in 1922. And that one is a little suspicious because no body was ever brought back or produced. Yeah. Some guy just came back. It's like, shot a grizzly bear. Cool. It's dead. All right. You got <laughs> like You might want to alert, tell some people. They can write it down <laughs> in his, history books. Uh, the last recorded sighting was 1924 maybe 1925 i couldn't get the date on that in sequoia national park been there yeah me too it's cool and that one was not shot it was just sighted but that's the last time human eyes will see a california grizzly bear 1924 yeah wow when did the flag come about the flag I think that was the 1800s and that was the California rebel flag. There was a group trying to break away from Mexico. That's what the California one is based off of now. They borrowed from there. Uh, I was just going to get into that actually. In 1953, California declares the California grizzly bear its official state animal so they have an extinct animal as their official animal. Are we the only state to do this? Is we, California the only state to have an extinct animal? I don't think so. I feel like we talked about this. Or you know, maybe it was when we were talking about the flag. We've This is not the first time we've talked about the flag either. Because huh. we were like, why not choose a dinosaur? Do you remember? This was no. like season one or something. <laughs> I don't. I don't know right now offhand. So they liked the bear from the the rebel flag and they borrowed heavily from that flag. But side note about that, the bear on the California state flag is monarch. No. Yes, they used I was gonna guess. Yeah? Yeah. Ah They used Monarch as the model. So he had a big old hump on his neck. That's kind of all grizzlies, though, right? Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Uh-huh. Little history lesson. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know about monarch either. I didn't know they found him in Ojai. So the, this is one of the animals they've talked about de-extincting because they do have habitat in California that could sustain a population of around 500 bears. We're just going to run into problems with that. They're going to leave the area they're supposed to be at and this history is going to repeat itself again we're gonna have a real jurassic park situation 
modern day fur hunters in like the mountains of Los Angeles. <laughs> so that's a brief history of the California grizzly bear. There is a lot more about this animal. And if it interests you, it would be worth getting that book or digging around on the internet. I thank you, Connor, because I, it is a interesting one. And I feel like I just scraped the surface and there's probably so much more about it that we didn't get to talk about. What do you think about it? I loved it. It was great. Yeah. Go Monarch. Go Monarch. Uh, now, every time I look at the flag, mm-hmm. I'm going to think about Monarch and how he once roamed free and then he was caught by the whims of a billionaire. Not billionaire back then, but might as well be. Yeah. It's, There's something poetic there, I'm sure, encapsulates California as a whole. Just thinking about extinction. That's what the show's about. Just thinking about <laughs> if Monarch, they captured him, and he was there for 22 years, and shortly thereafter, when does he die? 1911, and then the last one cited is 1924. There weren't a lot of bears left when they caught Monarch. And what were those last few bears doing? Did Were they thinking about that this was Just it? being bears, Just you being know, bears. going around, eating grubs, and probably wondering where all the uh, whale carcasses went. <laughs> and then one day you're the last bear, and you just... You don't even know it. You don't know it. Maybe you do. Maybe when you're an endling, something in the cosmic universe just lets you know that. Like, I think I'm the last one. Yeah, maybe. Maybe not. Melissa, do me a favor. If, you know, some cataclysmic event happens and you're the last human, Mm -hmm. find some way to communicate if if that happens to you. If the universe lets you know if you're an endling. And then I have to communicate it to you, who is already I don't know dead. how. Yeah, so okay. I guess when you die, you can come find me. Like, oh, oh, yeah, that would be good to be like. Well, we wrapped this up. Yeah, guys. we can wrap it up. Not uh. even some closure. <laughs> Speaking of, wrap we, it up. Should we wrap it up? I don't. That's it. I don't have anything else. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Hope you liked it, Connor. Bye. Bye. Did you ever feel so bad inside? It's the ink and the invisible now. It's the ink and the invisible now. A Peg Leg Deer production.